Hey, everybody, Dave Hagen here. It's June. And are you proceeding according to plan? Let's answer that today on the Financial Wellness Podcast. Welcome to the Financial Wellness Podcast, Dave's weekly message to keep you on your path to financial success. Here is your host, financial problem solver and talk show host, Dave Hagan. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 420 of the Financial Wellness Podcast. Nick is still away studying for the bar. And hey, look, it's Brian Reed. Hey there, David. How are you? Good. And yourself? Hanging in there. Still so up get, in the uh, little Seattle area. Loving it. Loving it. Yeah. yeah. So we're coming to the listeners from Seattle, from Woodland Hills, and from beautiful downtown Van Nuys. We get it done all over the place for our listeners. You having a good week, Brian? Yeah. There's been a lot of uh, nephew baseball happening. Nice. nice we're nice. in the championship game, playoff, two o'clock. Now, do you think it's more exciting for you or for them? I mean, it's pretty exciting for a family member to be sitting there watching. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. There's still a lot of walks at this age level. So it's like the bad news bears versus the bad news bears. Fun stuff. So, uh, Brian, check this out. This is episode 420. I have no idea what that means, David. What do you <laughs> I don't, I don't either, but I, I saw an email where... Elon Musk was talking about that and everybody was laughing. Doesn't that get us a big laugh? <laughs> Episode 420. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So it's June and we're halfway through the year. And this caused me to think about a whole number of things like, did you create a plan in January? January was pretty hectic, but did you sit down and create a plan, go back and and think about your values and put together some goals for that year, for this year. How you doing on that plan? We're halfway through. I mean, this year has been a very unique opportunity um, with lots of financial upside potentially. I mean, a lot of things have changed. More people are working from home. More people are, are looking at new business opportunities. More people are, are thinking how they, conduct their lives. They're, they're thinking about how much time they spend in traffic or drive. Um, it's a very, very interesting time. And yet on the downside, you know, there, there've been a lot of people that have had health problems and, and died. I mean, tons and tons of people. Um, and it's easy to get bumped off track. And I thought we would spend a little bit of time talking about getting bumped off track, especially in relationship to how are you doing in terms of uh, meeting your goals halfway through this year. And uh, let me give you a couple of a couple of examples. Uh, number one, it, as things open up, I think we have a desire to make up for, for lost time. All of a sudden we're going, wow, I can go to restaurants. I can go to, um, I can go here. I can travel. I go here, there. And yeah, I mean, maybe we've been able to set aside a little more money than we thought last year because we weren't moving around and and spending some of the money that we're that we were making. Hopefully we are in a position to be making some money last year. And there's a desire to 
make up for, for lost time. People buying stuff, people going places. I'll give you an example for me. You know, all of a sudden I started getting announcements of, of concerts and stuff that were, were coming up. And I thought, hey, I could travel. I could get some great seats. I've got some money that I saved from last year. And I started looking all over these places. I was going to go to, to Vegas and see Bruno Mars and Earth, Wind and Fire was touring. And I'm going, wow, I could do all this stuff. And then I had to check myself and, and see whether that fit into my plan for this year. I mean, certainly in the plan for this year, I'd set aside some money for, for entertainment and recreation, but not for like traveling all over the Western United States and, and checking out all these bands. So it was really easy to get caught up in this kind of stuff or even going out for, for rest, you know, for a meal at some restaurants, um, some places that we haven't been in a while. And it's easy to get caught up in that, but you don't want to knock it, let it knock you off your path, your plan um, for this year. How about you, Brian? You, you find it, you're getting distracted by some of these things. I'm a little bit distracted. I'm still in the coming out of the pandemic phase. You know, you're still kind of like peeking your head around the corner, looking around outside going, mm -hmm. okay, is it safe to do stuff yet? I'm definitely getting there and I'm about to feel probably, um, you know, what you're experiencing now. So it's kind of good that I'm hearing this now. So when it happens to me, I don't go hog wild and, go to Vegas and, you know, then go, uh, you know, trips or, you know, eight nights out of dining in a row. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm not ready to go back to a, a, a Dodger game yet. I just think of those, those big crowds, especially after the game, people were shoulder to shoulder wanting to get home and yeah, I, I've had both my shots, but I, I don't know. I it just doesn't, it just doesn't seem right quite yet. I'm, I got, I'm looking forward to going to a game, but I'll yeah. probably take the mask with me. Yeah. And then yeah, I, maybe on I, the walk in and the walk out when you're, I was, you know. I was looking forward to, uh, you know, Laker playoffs, but oops, oops, oh. oops. Oh. <laughs> I got eliminated. Oops. <laughs> bum, bum, ba -da, ba -da. Brutal, brutal. You know, another, another example that I was thinking about was, um, you know, getting distracted in, in investments and, a couple of investments, cryptocurrency and, and real estate, you know, with, with cryptocurrency, it's, it's super enticing. And a lot of people are making a lot of money. And of course, a lot of people lost a ton of money too, but I've had a number of people that uh, encourage me to uh, get involved in it. And the, the upside was so breathtaking. I'm looking at that going, wow, I should get into this. I should put some money into this. And ultimately I decided to stay out because it, it just was not part of my investment plan for the year. You know, a high risk, high return investment is not what I said at the beginning of the year that I wanted to do. And I certainly wouldn't have decided at the beginning of the year to absorb so much risk. That wasn't the plan. And so I needed to stay disciplined, but it was, so tempting. So <laughs> remember the week that uh, Musk was on SNL, everything was running through the roof. And then after that, it started to, to come down quite a bit. So uh, it was tempting. It was tempting. How about you, Brian? Were you in, were you tempted? I was. And um, thankfully, I got out. Um, still close to the top for me. So nice. um, I initially 
was regretting the decision because there was an initial drop and then a slight recovery, mm-hmm. actually a pretty decent recovery. And then the real bottom dropped out. Mm-hmm. So I had gotten out at that first downturn, then it recovered and I was lamenting, Oh no, what did I do? You know, it's just a, it's a brutal ride, but then the bottom fell out and I was like, you know what, I'm going to take my winnings and go. Thank right. you very much. Take the chips off the table and walk away. Exactly. Because the longer you sit there, it's like gambling. The longer you sit there, the more likelihood that you lose there is. And if you can time it, you're never going to time it perfectly. But if you can, if you can time it where you got a nice chunk of appreciation, um, they can, and, that's be part, and that's part of your plan, well, then it's, you know, that's a good thing. I had someone encourage me to put some money, just a small little piece of money in crypto for for entertainment, you know, and I just decided ultimately not to do that because I didn't need that kind of a daily distraction. I wanted to focus on the big picture, the big goals, the things that I wanted to accomplish this year and, and just not get that distracted. If, if I wanted to, you know, get some entertainment, I guess I'd, I'd go buy a lottery ticket or, or go to Vegas or something, but it just wasn't part of my, my plan this year. So, so yeah, I passed, I passed. But interestingly enough, Brian, would it have been investing or gambling? And we've talked about this with Nick on the show. We've talked about this many, many times. Would it have been investing or gambling? You think this cryptocurrency was one or the other? What's your perspective on that? We still don't know what's going to happen with this, with all of these cryptocurrencies. Mm -hmm. So I'm calling it investing Investing. as long as you're doing it it's investing if you're throwing 100 bucks in on something that you've done a little research on and you go eh, you know what i got a better chance of a return on this than i do on the lottery yeah people are talking about it as you know crypto is like long-term lottery it's a better value because you get your check every day not just wednesday or not just friday Although, you know, there, there's a there's a tax angle to this, too, and I don't want to give out accounting advice, but I'm told if people are buying or selling, or if you don't hold it for a long enough period of time, you're taxed at ordinary income rates or can be taxed at, at a higher rate than if you hold it for some period of time, like a, a year when it's, when it's a capital gain. So um, that's something I don't think people have completely penciled out or thought about yet um, either. I have. You have? Well, of course you have. I calculate my uh, my total investment or my total return. Everything with me is after taxes. Mm, smart way. Smart way to look at it. Yeah. And then you and then you pay quarterly or do whatever the things that you need to do to stay good with your uncle and everybody's happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, another investment category, um, real estate. Oh my goodness. Um, I think across the country, but especially here in SoCal. The real estate market is is crazy. Real estate's gone up 10 to 20% here in California in just the, the last year. And it's so tempting to want to jump on board, especially with properties that are, you know, 500, 600, a million dollars, 10 or 20% increase is, that's a really, really nice chunk of change. That'll really get you on your way to being financially independent. Uh, what is that? Oh, we're going to talk about that next week, but let's focus on this. Uh, but real estate's really hard to to get out of. It's a very illiquid investment. And when things start to go south, 
it's really hard to jump off that train. And it's hard to get into real estate too. It takes a lot of work. There are a lot of, of listings here um, in our area where they were getting seven, eight, nine, ten 10 offers. Some of them all cash, people walking around with a million dollars cash in their pocket, uh, buying real estate and hoping that it would uh, appreciate. So um, it can be very attractive. It can be very tempting, but ultimately, 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 um, you know, we decided to stay out of it, but it was tempting. It was tempting. We stayed with our overall goal of just being invested in a diverse group of blue chip companies through various vehicles, including ETFs. And I know that's kind of boring. And I know that's not always exciting and there's no crypto involved uh, and there's no real estate involved, but um, it was, it was right for us. Um, is it right for everybody? No, it's not, but you know, it was, it was right for us. So the, the, the takeaway from this is, Hey, stay on track and don't get distracted by that, that shiny bobble. And, and bear in mind, I'm a bobble kind of guy. I tend to get distracted and stuff like that. And we decided, or, or we focused, struggled, if you will, to try and, and stay on, on track. How about you, Brian? I'm, uh, again, like I said, I'm a little bit slower, I think, than everybody else coming out of the bubble. But I was thinking about this, Dave. I think people probably have... Um, they've probably done some reallocation of their funds and from entertainment to save food kind of a, maybe they've got, I've wondered if people have gotten used to a lifestyle of ordering via DoorDash yep. or ordering out more uh, takeout, you know, or delivery more um, during the pandemic. So now they're used to doing, we order out three nights a week. Uh, no, now we're going to go back to ordering out one night a week. And we shift those funds from, back from the increased food back over to entertainment. Don't go back to your normal entertainment and keep going with the same level of, you know, I'm eating, eating out three nights a week. You know, you had to before because of the pandemic, you were ordering out, you were ordering DoorDash, you were doing something like that, but you were saving money because you weren't spending it on entertainment. Yep. Now, if you're going to go back to your same entertainment levels, you got to go back and restructure your you know, your dining habits back yeah. to what they were beforehand. Yeah. You know what I noticed? We, we have really upped our game in terms of our, our cooking skills and what we eat and the way we prepare it. And I really didn't notice this because it was gradual over time over the last year, year and a half, but we have really learned new and different ways to cook new and different kinds of food. And really I'm sorry, Dave, I thought I heard you say we, we, well, my wife and I both, right. What? No, I mean, your wife, maybe not. No, you. <laughs> no, no, no. We, I mean, it, it's a thing. I mean, we, we, we cook separately. We cook together, oh. um, but we've really, we've really learned some good stuff. In fact, maybe I should put up on the, on the, um, up on the website, my recipe for um, um, citrus glazed salmon. Ooh. <laughs> All I can say is it involves citrus and salt and brown sugar <laughs> killer stuff and i you know i just bumped into a video and hey let's try it out we learned how to do that so we've, we've really up those skills and that really wasn't a goal i mean it's not something we really aspired to do it i think it just kind of happened because a lot of nights it's like well 
there's no place to go out. We can either have something delivered or we can go get something and make it. So I don't know. It's been an interesting year, a really interesting year. So to all of the listeners, you know, go back to your goals, touch back to your values and see whether you've achieved approximately half of them. It's a good time of the year to kind of look around and check that out. And if, and if you haven't, what needs to be adjusted or, or changed? Um, are there other opportunities that you didn't see even this past January? I saw um, a, a, a statistic that said that um, applications for new business starts were, was up like 20% um, just so far this year. People are looking around, looking for opportunity, looking for different ways to, to fill needs, maybe different needs that people have now after the, the pandemic. And for that matter, have your values changed? And do your resulting goals need to be modified a little bit? You know, a lot of people have very different values after they saw so many people get sick um, uh, or even potentially die, not potentially, did die last year. That really can rock your world and make you go back and, and look at your values and it could adjust your goals. It's like somebody that just had to look in the face of a potentially terminal illness and, and came past it. That's a different person. That's a person who thinks in a different way because of that experience that just rocked their world. So it's an opportunity to go back and, and look at that, readjust it, think about it a little bit more. So we're halfway through the year. It's a good time to reconnect with your goals. Continue today focused on them so that you can reach financial wellness. This is Dave Hagan. And you're listening to the Financial Wellness Podcast. You've been listening to the Financial Wellness Podcast, Dave's weekly message to keep you on your path to financial success. If you have a question that you would like Dave to answer on the podcast, go to thefinancialwellnesspodcast.com. You can leave an audio message with one click of a button or type your message into the question box. Either way, it's sent right to Dave's phone. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you receive the new episode notifications. Let's listen in now as Dave answers some emails. All right, we got something interesting that came in from Steve. Uh, Brian, why don't you read us Steve's email? Yeah, uh, it says, uh, Dear Dave, I think student loans should be forgiven because it's actually predatory lending. As a lender, you wouldn't give an 18 to 25 year old with little work history or no income, 20,000 to even you know, $250,000 in loans under any other circumstance. Why should college be the exception? These lenders should be taught a lesson. Can you please talk about this on the show? Thanks, Steve. Wow, Steve, so many different issues in your email. Let's, let's kind of peel this back one at a time. Um, if they're forgiven, it's, it's not like nobody has to pay them. It's not the college that would take the hit. The college has got the money years ago, the university. They got paid a long time ago. It's a loan with an entity that's backed by the federal government. So if these loans are, are forgiven, the government has to pay on their guarantee. And who is putting money into the, gov into the government's pot? You and me. You and me. So when these loans aren't repaid or when these loans are forgiven, 
those loans are spread among all of us. We all end up paying that, whether it's in increased debt or increased taxes. It's got to be paid at some point because the school has been paid. So there's no free ride and there's no lesson to be taught necessarily um, there. Secondly, they're predatory. I mean, it's a free country. You can truthfully and legitimately advertise. And if people sign up, I don't know. I don't think that the fault necessarily goes to the, the, the lending institution or the, or the college. I mean, people signed up for these. I signed up for mine, paid for them a long time ago, much smaller amount. Education was much smaller back then. But people are signing up for that. And we've talked about it on the podcast. People need to rethink their educational buy. Maybe it's not a good idea to go out and borrow $250,000 to go to a, you know, a brand name school if you're going to get a degree in anthropology and you want to go into the um, what entertainment business or something like that. People need to be more careful and they need to think clearer because it's really a problem. People haven't really thought about this. And now all of a sudden, student loans are, are, are larger in volume than, than uh, credit card debt in the United States. So, um, and why should college be an exception? It, it's, it, it's not. I mean, the, the collateral, t- traditionally on a student loan, the collateral was the person's education that they would try and monetize. At least that was the idea behind it. And then the thought was, well, if they go bankrupt, we're not getting any value for it. And so they, they wanted someone to go out and try and make a living with that degree for five years or seven years. And if they hadn't been able to monetize that degree at that point, then they would be allowed to bankrupt that student loan. Student loans are completely non-dischargeable now in, in a bankruptcy scenario, except for uh, a hardship circumstance. So um, I don't know that there's any lesson to be taught. I, I think everyone needs to be a little smarter about it. That's, that's what I think. There's no, there's no taught any kind of lesson. Brian, your thoughts? No, I'm pretty much in agreement with you. It's, it, you don't want to dash people's dreams, but maybe we need to say, go for your dream and also have a strong backup plan as well. Exactly. If that needs, maybe that needs to be the, uh, the mantra. Well, and don't get too deep into it. I mean, we all focus on, you know, $200,000 in loans. And I've, I've come across several situations where people had that much, um, student loan debt. In fact, we talked. Uh, we had a show where we talked about a group of people in the United States that had more than a million dollars in in student loan debt. But the average amount of student loan debt is yeah, twenty, thirty, forty thousand um, dollars. I think the 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 Fed estimate was thirty thousand was the average per person. So it it can be dealt with. I don't know that that's going to push people back too much in terms of buying a house if they've got an average amount of debt. But they need to. They need to buckle down and, and get it done. And if the government comes through with, with their proposal, and that's a pretty big assumption, but if they come through with their uh, their proposal and you know discharge, say, $10,000 per person, well, now that average amount of debt is going to be maybe $20,000. It makes it much more likely that they'll be able to, to pay it off. But keep in mind, it's not the college or the university that's taken the hit. It's the people who are paying on the guarantee and who pays on the guarantee through the government, you and me, we end up paying for that. The college and the university has been paid. They're on their way. They're building their next building. There are probably three, four, five graduating classes 
um, or more, frankly, uh, you know, in terms of graduating classes, uh, when that those first loans were given out. So um, I don't know that there's any any particular lesson to be taught there, other than the fact that we all need to be a little smarter. Well, I think that's all we got for today. Um, that's uh, that's a wrap. Everybody out there, have a great week. Make it count, Brian. I will see you next week. This is Dave Hagen, and you're listening to the Financial Wellness Podcast. You've been listening to the Financial Wellness Podcast, Dave's weekly message to keep you on your path to financial success. If you have a question that you would like Dave to answer on the podcast, go to thefinancialwellnesspodcast.com. You can leave an audio message with one click of a button or type your message into the question box. Either way, it's sent right to Dave's phone. Remember, Dave will randomly draw from the submitted questions and pick the winner of a free one-hour personal conversation with Dave to help you achieve your financial goals. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you receive the new episode notifications or share the podcast via the app with your family and friends. This is your announcer, Nick Appel, wishing you every financial success.